Welcome to the Casted podcast here from IT University of Copenhagen in Denmark. I'm your host, my name is Toro Husfeld, and in this podcast we talk about everything related to the foundations of information technology. My guest today is Trolls Lund. Hi Trolls and welcome. Thank you for having me. And what we will talk about are poker playing bots. So anybody who's followed um, who has followed popular science press about computer science here for the last month, and now we are in the middle of February 2017, have seen increasingly enthusiastic headlines about poker playing bots. So what should I think of? I, 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 want, to, I want to look at a, I want to see in my mind's eye an anthropomorphic robot looking like Yul Brunner sitting in a starched shirt with a Stetson hat playing poker against a human opponent and using its amazing um, um, signal processing to see sweat beads um, and pulses and, and beat the human players. That, that would be an extremely exciting thing to imagine, but it's unfortunately slightly different from what, we're actually, what we've actually done. I uh, feel that. It is, it is interesting to, uh, to, to make that, that last step, but what, we, what, what people have done here is they've developed a good strategy for playing poker. So the last step to actually holding cards and so on could just as well have been done by a human being who, who just studied the strategy and, and followed, it, uh, followed it through into the real world for playing. So the news here is about artificial intelligence, exactly. not about robots. We're just calling it robots because it sounds cooler and there are Terminator and Skynet uh, uh, utopias that we maybe can talk about a bit later. Let's first see <laughs> what this is and how it works and then maybe in the end why we should be excited about it and why we should maybe worry about it. Yes, so uh, what we saw was in, in uh, January, two separate research groups uh, showed how to uh, construct uh, poker playing programs that were able to beat the uh, professional poker players at a spe specific type, a type of poker, namely uh, no limit Texas Hold'em poker in the variant where there are only two players. So there are two players playing against each other, they play a variant of poker and this is semi-important or not? So poker is a game of cards and chips. Mm -hmm. So what's interesting about poker is that it, uh, that it has the full vocabulary of, of, uh, of features that we need to be able to reason about real-life situations. So uh, uh, as opposed to, to a game like chess, uh, in real-life situations, you're not able to observe the full, the full state of the world when you have to make a decision. So there are, there's information that's hidden for you, there's uncertainty, there's, there are random events, which, uh, which poker has. It has a random deal of the cards. Uh, whenever you have to make a decision, you cannot see my cards. So when you have to make a decision, you don't have a full picture of, uh, of uh, the consequences of your actions. So there's randomness and there's hidden information and there's some concept of winning or outplaying yes. the other guy. Okay, so this makes poker moderately more interesting than, than chess. I'm not even quite sure I understand how a chess computer works, so maybe we will get there as well. Mm -hmm. First, you said there were two research groups, and one of them you have some... Tell me a bit about your background here. Um, so, uh, uh, before, while I, I uh, did my PhD uh, a decade ago, part of it was uh, uh, research in, build, in building these systems, uh, these programs for playing computer, computer poker. And I... Uh, uh, part of this work I did while uh, I was uh, was researching at uh, Carnegie Mellon University in Pittsburgh, and that is one of the research groups. So, so you have authored research about poker playing artificial intelligences, and and to this day, uh, this, it's still my most cited work. Uh, oh, much, that's much to the, uh, to the dismay of uh, of any theoretician. 
Ah, because you think your other work is much more important yes, than, yes. than mundane details of, 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 of artificial intelligence. Yes. Or game theory. This is all called algorithmic game theory. Uh, this is a, uh, some of the techniques here are fall into the, to the category of algorithmic game theory. Uh, and algorithmic game theory is, is what happens in the intersection between, between computer science and algorithms on, on one side and uh, theoretical economics on the other side. So game theory is theoretical economics. Because when I talk to my daughters, for them game theory is about, is about video games. But this is not what an economic no. professor would think game no. theory is. So there's a, uh, the, the term game theory has uh, a few times been, been used to describe the theory of computer games. But uh, game theory has, a, has an entire, a very long history uh, where it's used to describe the study of strategic situations. So very long means 70 years. It's from the 1940s, right? This is well, that depends on where you start. There's, uh, there's work arguing where you're looking at the reasoning about this that goes back uh, hundreds of years. I see. Uh, and uh, uh, all of this has, through, the, uh, through the, uh, the birth of this, well, I guess it wasn't until the late 1920s that it actually ended up being called game theory. Uh, so that depends on where you set, that set the starting point. But there's a, there's an, uh, a very long established tradition well before we had physical computers to, uh, to play games on. Right, so they started as economics, but today this is also an, an important part in, say, auction systems and the way Google works and so on. Algorithmic game theory is everywhere today. Indeed. It's, uh, it's in any situation where there are incentives for agents or people or companies participating in a system such uh, as trading stock or, yes. or, or buying ad space and so on. Yes. But here in this particular example, it's really about games. So yes. for once, game theory is actually about games. Yes. Yes. And I know this is confusing, but we don't make the rules. So, um, so let's start with a really simple game, like noughts and crosses, is sometimes called uh, uh, what is it, tic tac toe, or so it's this game that every school child knows and hates. You have a, a three by three grid, and we take turns in putting circles or crosses in uh, in the thing. And the first player to get three rows of three lines or a diagonal wins. So everybody knows you shouldn't play this game because it's boring. But um, so that's an that's an easy uh, game to to build a small a small simple game playing program for or an AI. Uh, for playing this game, uh, the way uh, the way it's done is, uh, you whenever you're call, uh, whenever it's your turn to move, you simply say, "Well, I have a number of different things I could do, so I could either put a, it's my turn, and I could either put put a, a, a cross in the upper left corner or in the upper middle uh, or uh, or in the upper right corner. There's up to nine thing, different things I can do." In the and first round, right? In the first round, and the response to that is one of eight moves because you can't... Which is then one of mine. So you yes. have nine, I have eight, you have seven, and, and so on. And that way we alternate between until we fill the whole thing or maybe uh, terminating prematurely if, uh, if one of us uh, ends up making, making three in a row. Typically you, because you are the uh, expert. <laughs> yes. Um, so the way uh, uh, we, can, we can build us a simple uh, game-playing program is simply by... by by trying everything out, I, I will now say, well, what happens? What are the consequences of me putting a cross here? And then we will we'll say, well, now it's your turn. But I can, I can pretend to be you for a while. And I can say, well, if I put a cross here, then Tua is going to put a circle here. Yes. Or I, I don't know that, but I can try, again, I can just try out all combinations. If I get this right. 
you have nine moves and I have eight moves and then you have seven moves mm -hmm. and we simply check all the possibilities. So I, I can say, well, if I do this, what will then happen? And, and you, can, you can see this as if this is actually, an, uh, let's, let's call this the, uh, the new game that results from me putting across here. And we can say that that is actually a new game where instead of me starting, it's you starting. I see, we just invented nine new games. We've just invented nine new, but yeah. Sm yeah. importantly, smaller games. And even less interesting games. <laughs> and even yes. less mm. interesting games. Games that start from me putting across in, in, uh, in, in one, of, one of the places. And those, uh, those games we can then solve again. We solve each of these optimally, and then we just have to check that... So in some of these, I might have won, and some of these, I might have lost. And then uh, you ch chose one of those that you don't automatically lose in. Yes. Uh, and, uh, uh, and, I, uh, and thereby I can say, well, I have, uh, I, I have either a winning move or a move where I tie, or all of I, them are lost. And this is not completely different from what a human player would actually do when they play in knots and crosses. If a, a sufficiently a sufficiently clever person could could think of the, all of the possibilities right. all in all in one's but right. we're sufficiently systematic boring person who actually wants to do this can do this, and that would finish in time. I guess yes. this is nine times eight times seven. I can do this in my head. A million or a billion possibilities. If I if I remember correctly, around a million. Okay, and a computer can easily perform a million computations a second. Easy. So this is a trivial yes. thing for a computer. Okay, and but this also should work for chess, right? So for chess, I have the same thing. I have a move for black, and sorry, a move for white, and then there's a move for black, and mm -hmm. then there's a move for white. Yes. Uh, the problem is that first of all, you have more than nine moves uh, typically available to you. In the first round, I can move all my pawns. Those are eight, and they have two choices for those. That's sixteen. Yes. And then I can move my uh, what are they knights? knights? So that's something like 20-ish moves. So in the very first round, you have, uh, you have 20 moves. But then again, uh, uh, when, when you've started moving your, your, your pawns around, you start opening up for, uh, for your, your other pieces. And then you get uh, more and more, more moves, moves. But then some pieces get captured. But you can, it's, it's, it's going to be in, in that ballpark of, of number of moves avail available to you in, in, in any, any point in time. But the problem is that... Now there's not, it's not, uh, we're not done after nine moves. Few chess games end that early. Oh, I'm sufficiently bad that I have to actually <laughs> lost chess in nine moves, but yeah. Uh, and, you can lose, uh, and you can even lose it in, in fewer, but, uh, but a typical game, is, especially be between proficient players, end up going for a lot longer than that. Like and that means that or if you look at all the possible states that you can end up in, in chess through normal play, it, Boggles the mind. There, is, there, there are so many different combinations of it that it's uh, uh, that there is no. Still, computers are really fast, right? Yes. So, so even I don't know the computations involved in a video game would also boggle the mind, and though they are obviously doable. Um. So what we have twenty moves times twenty moves times twenty moves, and mm -hmm. we do that a hundred times. Maybe chess game is it that a hundred? Hundred moves. If you do, if you do the calculation uh, that simply, then uh, then you're going to end up with uh, with uh, more more different situations than than there are particles in the observable universe. Luckily, there are also ways of of, of ending up in the in in the same state in in the same board configuration through different paths. 
So it's, it's, it's an overestimate here. Okay, those I can collapse. Yes. But, okay, so number of particles in the universe, that's 10 to the 100 or something. Something like that. And, uh, oh, I, okay, I see. Okay, so even if a computer, so if I run a computer uh, from the Big Bang until today, I have something like 10 to the 25 operations or something. Mm -hmm. So I would not be able to... So a short way of saying that is that even all of time and a modern computer would not be enough to solve chess. Correctly. By many orders of magnitude, yes. like 75 orders of magnitude. <laughs> I Something like yeah. that, yes. I could, ah, okay, so I could solve maybe the first 10. If you at some point could say, well, uh, uh, we're, we're just going uh, to see who has the most pieces after 10 moves. That smaller variant of chess we, c we would be able to oh, solve. Okay, so that is okay. So, so, so writing an artificial intelligence for a standard board game is just a question of exploring this enormous configuration space. So, one, so what, I, what I also hinted at there also gives, uh, also gives a very strong tool in, in, in artificial intelligence saying that uh, we're just going to look a number of moves ahead and uh, at when, when we've played 10 moves from the point when we've analyzed forward 10 moves from the point where we have to make a choice, uh, we simply say, we make an estimate of, of what, is our, what is my probability of winning. And for instance, for chess, if you have a material advantage, that is, you have more pieces than the other, other guy, you have a higher probability of winning. So we can make a simple, not a very strong, but we can make a simple AI for playing chess by saying, do this full exploration uh, 10 moves ahead, and then at that point, just replace the rest of the game uh, and say, well, at this point we have, uh, we have a... Oh, so, okay, so I compute everything 10 moves ahead and I just count the number of pawns I've left on, is my queen yes. still alive? Yes. And so on. And that gives me a heuristic and I guess that would still, that will already play a pretty good game of chess against a complete amateur player like me. It would probably be able to beat uh, an amateur player, yes. Because I can't think 10 moves ahead. But I could cheat that AI by giving it some really, really tempting uh, sacrifice mm -hmm. that the AI cannot avoid taking and then kill it because it can't look past this, yes. this uh, sacrificed uh, uh, knight. So that's artificial intelligence. It sounds a bit like artificial stupidity, right? Because it's <laughs> a completely systematic evaluation of the tree. Um, sure, but it's but it but in this case it's also uh, it's also uh, uh, if 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 you asked a, a grandmaster to explain uh, explain to you how they were thinking, they would still be thinking a number of moves ahead in a particular direction. They have a much much better intuition about which direction the play would take, but they are also thinking about what are the consequences of, in, of individual moves. So this does, in some sense, mechanize or formalize a cognitive task that we sometimes view as intelligence, namely, yes. namely the ability to systematically plan a number of moves ahead and then do something that's not obviously stupid. Right, and, and, and this idea of saying, well, uh, we, at, after, the, uh, after the 10 moves, the, uh, the, what, we, what we compute as, as, uh, as the replacement for the rest of the game, what is the probability of winning from this point on, you can think of as, as, as the intuition of, of I believe that from this point on, I, I'll probably win. Uh, and, and that way you, you combine two different aspects of, of reasoning. You have the, the analytical reasoning and the intuition for solving the problem. Very nice. So, so solving chess 
uh, algorithmically is just a question of exploring a state space. And if, if chess was not that big, if chess was played on a six by six board, it would be much, much easier for a computer to solve. Yes. And for a while, so I'm old enough to remember when we as humans lost chess against the computers. Mm-hmm. Um, so chess is now a game that will never, ever be won by humans again because there will always be a computer better than the human. Yes, it's uh, uh, the, the, strongest, uh, the strongest chess playing program has, uh, has, hasn't lost to a, 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 grand, a human grandmaster for, for, for more than a decade. And now even, I guess, a, a relatively weak chess playing program would be much As in, I have a chess playing program on my phone, uh, which, which, play, uh, which plays at a, at a very strong level. Certainly beats me, the one I have on my phone. Um, so, so as computers gain more and more processing power, and they do so every year because chips become faster and faster and mm-hmm. memory sizes become larger and larger, there will be larger and larger versions of chess that we can solve. So maybe 9 by 9 chess or 10 by 10 chess will be on the table soon, or maybe they are ready to solve. I don't know. So, ah, so um, let's go from there to poker then. Poker is something completely different. Mm-hmm. Why? So uh, one of one of the thing uh, one of the aspects of of, of, of chess that, that makes it so uh, uh, so so approachable from a, from from the AI point of view is this idea of saying well from this point on we had a newer game a new game that was independent of everything else we could just say well this small game that started from this book opening book opening seventeen from our chess book we had a new game we could play this, this smaller game and say, we'll always start from here and we don't really care about the rest of chess. Yes. We can't do that when, for a game like poker uh, because uh, uh, f- at least not from a single player's point of view. From a single player's point of view, I can, I can say that in this situation I'm holding a, a pair of queens and one of them is matched on, on the table uh, but I don't know the full state, state, space, uh, state of the world at this point in time so it doesn't make sense for me to because say... Because you don't know my cards. I don't know your cards. Right, right. So that's the big difference between chess and poker. In chess, both players see all the... So chess is different from Strategio or other, other board games where I don't actually see the other guys. I see, all the, I see all the pieces. In poker, I don't see the other guys' pieces. Yeah, otherwise, we, it would be a boring game. We, we, can, do can, a, we can do something that is close to it, which is also an, a, a, a very important piece in, in, this, uh, in these advances that we saw uh, in January. And, and it's the idea of restarting the game from a publicly known situation. So it's true that I don't know your cards and you don't know my, my cards, but there is part of the game that we agree upon. And that is the, that's what's avail- available to everybody, everybody else. Namely, you can see the publicly available information. And if you know how... Uh, uh, it, we can restart the game by saying, well, we'll restart the game from this publicly observable situation and we're just going to shuffle the cards and give them out to... So what would this... I guess now we need to actually talk about the details of Texas Hold'em Poker yes. in order to talk about the public information. Yes. So yeah, give it a Poker 101, give us a poker brief course in how we... So uh, uh, Texas Hold'em Poker uh, is, is played by, by the two... Uh, heads up uh, Texas Hold'em Poker is played by two, play, uh, two players each start by putting a small, um, a small bet into the pot. They have to commit to playing the game. When they've the done this, the blinds. Um, uh, when they've done this, they receive two cards each. They will, uh, own, uh, they will know what these cards are, but nobody else will. Alice knows Alice's cards, Bob knows Bob's cards. Exactly. Hmm? Um, 
and uh, when uh, just based on these uh, two cards, also known as the pocket cards, we will then try to agree on 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 a fixed amount, a wager that this is what what this hand is going to be worth. A betting round of us putting money into the pot. Uh, and once we've either both put the same amount of money into the pot or one of us has given up, uh, if one of us has given up, the game ends and the, the other guy wins. Uh, otherwise, we, uh, the game progresses to the, next round, uh, to, the next, uh, to the next step, which is called the flop. Three public cards are revealed in the center of the table. This is public information visible to both of us. Um, then there is another betting round of where we have the option of increasing our wager. And we have to agree again on... How much is this going to be worth? Uh, fourth card. When we when this is done, a fourth card shows up. Another betting round, and finally a fifth card and a final betting round. So, four betting rounds in total. At this point in time, I can see two private two cards in my hand, and I can see five cards publicly. I now have seven cards visible to me. I have to select the f the strongest five card poker hand out of this. I guess there's no selection to be done. There is just there one, is one single well yes. defined. Mm -hmm. um, and you have to do the same thing, and the and the better poker hand wins. Uh, if it comes to this so-called showdown. Yes. If so, this is this is the variant we see in all the recent poker movies, and we see on TV. Right. Yes. It's in the in the Bond movie where they actually play poker and they don't play baccarat anymore in, in bond movies they play poker <laughs> they play poker it's the version you see in rounders and what's also important this is heads up texas uh, and poker so two players against each other nobody yes, else in the room exactly um and uh so what i said was that that based on this public information we can restart the game from a certain public state that is we can say we now define a new game where uh where We've uh, put so uh, so much money into the center of the table, uh, and these po uh, and these three cards have appeared on on the flop, and it's now our turn to start betting. Yes. Uh, but to do this, we need to uh, we need to uh, give each of us two cards, and we have to do this randomly. This has to be a new deal of the cards, and we cannot. Uh, and we also have to do this in a slightly clever way because you cannot receive cards that you would have folded previously. So, but this is part of the AI, right? These are, is, you're not inventing new rules for no, no, Texas no, no, no. I'm trying to restart the game from this public, uh, publicly observable state. So it, uh, it's, a, it's a very technical, uh, technical point, uh, but it, it's one of those things that we can take with us from a game like, like chess. Oh, I see where that would correspond to uh, uh, arriving at the same board position from different moves. Yes. So uh, it, it, it doesn't, uh, if, you're, uh, if you're looking at, uh, uh, if, you're, if you're a very good chess player, you don't have to have played the full game up until uh, a certain point. You can just sit down at a, at a chess board and say, well, the correct move here is clearly this. It doesn't matter how you arrived, uh, how, what the previous moves were. I see. So when I look at the headlines uh, this, this past January, then it says an AI just crushed poker pros at, uh, at Texas Hold'em uh, Poker, but I could see the exact same headlines two years ago. Yes. So what, what happened? So the, the, uh, it's because these are for two different, different variants of the variant Texas Hold'em. But this was already a variant. Okay. <laughs> yes. yes. So uh, a detail I left out in the description is when you, in, in this protocol of, of wagering what, what it's worth, the betting round, 
if it's a limit Texas holding game, then you can uh, then uh, if you bet, that is, you increase the wager. It is by a predetermined fixed amount. So that means that you only ever have three different uh, moves you can make. You can either fold, call, or raise. And the size of the raise is well defined. Uh, and it's uh, it's well defined, and you can only and you can have at most four of them in a row, and then the uh, the, the round ends. There is no uh, so that means that there is a f there is a much uh, there are there are fewer c uh, combinations of how the game can actually be played. So that's the game that was solved two years ago. Exactly. Texas limit hold'em poker. Well, there's a, a shuffle of the words there, but but limit Texas hold'em <laughs> poker. Yes. But but the game I see on TV when Matt Damon says. I raise 500, that is no limit Texas. That is no limit, which is the variant that we, uh, that, well, not we, but that they have uh, now constructed good poker playing programs for. And this is new and good because there are way more moves to do. I can raise 500, I can raise 530, I can raise 1,000. I, yes. I can see that there are many, many more moves suddenly available. Right, and that, and that uh, explosion in, in, in possible, uh, possible ways to play the game means that we cannot just say, well, we'll just throw a bigger computer at the problem. What, what, what was essentially done two years ago... Well, we can always say that, but it, it's not going to help. Right. right. We can say it, but, yeah. but it's not mm -hmm. going to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, what, uh, what happened two years ago was that, that uh, researchers realized that the best algorithms combined with the best supercomputers were just enough to solve limit Texas Hold'em. Uh, without, without uh, using any tricks. Ah, so, so computationally, limit Texas Hold'em poker is harder than chess. Yes, that seems counterintuitive, well, but I, well, I will take both, your word both, for both, it. Both yes and no. Uh, it's harder from the from the point of view that there are the, uh, that it's it's a more complicated game. Uh, but we've actually we've we've actually solved. I should stop saying we. Uh, since I didn't, didn't do this, but, but you belong to that group. One, yes, the, no, not the not the group that uh, that did that research. I see. Uh, but we, as a human race, have successfully. We, as a research community. We, as a research community, have successfully uh, uh, successfully uh, computed a, a provably uh, near optimal strategy for limit Texas Hold'em, and that we are far away for do, for doing for chess. So, in the fact that we've uh, that we've. Uh, we, we've constructed a good, a provably good strategy for, uh, for, uh, for uh, Limitex to solve them. It's not possible to improve on the strategy. Oh, so, but oh, it is oh, still so that's a theorem. Ah, that's okay. Now I can hear the theoretician talk that. Uh, yes. Sure, it works in practice, but does it work in theory? So this, <laughs> even, this even works in theory. Yes, this even uh, works in uh -huh. theory. Uh, we can. It, it's still possible to build stronger and stronger chess playing programs. Yes, and have them play against other chess playing programs because beating humans is no more interesting. Yes. Today. I see. So, so the state space has grown, and now we can do this. And also, more or less two years ago, another game was defeated. That was not poker, but that was Go, the Chinese, no Japanese board game. The. It's uh, so that was only, that was actually only a year ago uh, by uh, by uh, uh, Google's AlphaGo. Oh, yeah, that was in the beginning of two thousand and sixteen. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, they uh, they were able to to construct a, a, a Go playing program again in the same uh, same spirit as, as chess. They were able to prove uh, to to beat uh, the uh, beat the best. Well, you can argue whether whether Lee Sedol uh, he was a nine dan Go player. 
whether he was uh, the, 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 strong, the strongest uh, uh, Go player at the time. Um, uh, they were able to, to uh, so, so with AlphaGo they were able to surpass human ability in, uh, in uh, uh, playing Go. So, so in Go we right now have a computer that can beat the best human, but in chess we no longer have humans that can beat even a mediocre program, or is it, is it more or less the same? Well, we, I, we're probably uh, far, uh, in, in chess we're, we're far beyond. Uh, in, uh, in, in Go, uh, Lee Sedol was still able to, to defeat AlphaGo in, in one of the five games oh, they I played. Oh, I see, I see. So, so this is the first time the best human player was beaten, but in chess, there will be no more times where the we, best human player wins. Uh, we, we, we may already, uh, they may already have improved it uh, beyond the point where, where humans will ever catch up again. So, so is this basically the same problem? Just the state space has, has, is larger and then we use tricks and more computational power to defeat Go. And now we, can, we could do it for Texas, for limit Texas Hold'em Poker. Now we can do it for no limit Texas Hold'em Poker. Uh, so, uh, in the, so uh, limit here was it was actually in a group by itself because that we're able to 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 formally say that there is no better strategy than than, ah, than this yes, one just sure. work. Mm -hmm. There is uh, it's so close to to being a, a good uh, to being an unexploit an unexploitable strategy that it uh, that there are no holes in that strategy. Uh, both for for chess, Go, and No Limit Texas Hold'em, we can we can say we have strong AI playing programs. We are beyond human level play. Uh, ah, I can see that's something else. Okay, there now exists programs that can consistently beat human players. Yes, in all those three games, there are uh, there are play uh, there are uh, there are computer programs that can consistently beat any human empirically by just actually doing the game. Yeah, wh where are we now? How, how is this tested? Uh, so for uh, for Go, uh, it's uh, it tested. It's simply tested by having the, the the best player show up and then play a, a few matches against a computer. I'm still I still want to see a robot sit there, <laughs> but but somebody keys in the moves into a program and and, and the numbers come out. Uh. Yes, and then and then there will be uh, uh, someone acting on the behalf of the right. of the Go playing program. And, and poker, of course, has been an online game for a long time already. So yes. there you just have an have an interface. Just if you play in an online casino, mm -hmm. you click. Uh, with a mouse on cards and chips, and and uh, even in uh, uh, even in this uh, uh, tournament that was played in, in the Reverse Casino in Pittsburgh, by one, of, there was one of the one of the ways it was evaluated. For tell me about that. Uh, so uh, Carnegie Mellon University, their research group had uh, developed one of the poker AIs. Uh, the way they uh, they they evaluated this was by in, uh, by inviting uh, four of the absolute best no limit. Uh, heads up, no limit Texas Hold'em players in the world to compete against uh, against their program, um, but uh, and they would do this live in a in a casino. There was live streamed uh, to the web, um, and uh, to make sure uh, to make sure that so in 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 uh, in, in Go there isn't there, you either win or you lose. And uh, I, I, if I'm stronger if I'm stronger than you at Go, I will be able to consistently beat you every single time. If we're almost evenly matched, then sometimes I'll win, sometimes you'll win. But it'll be fairly obvious who's the better player. Um, for, uh, for, for, uh, for a game like poker, any variant of poker, there's a, lot of, uh, there's a lot of luck involved. So I can be lucky a number of times. And, I see. Uh, 
always get a pair of aces. And, uh, so this is a statistical claim that over a number of games... Exactly, and, and for that reason... And it can't be anything else, because of course, yes. if I wake up with pocket aces, then you can play yourself bloody. So, yeah. so mm. what they did was they, uh, they hired these four uh, insanely good poker, poker players and, uh, and let them play against their poker play playing program for a full three weeks. Um, oh man. Uh, that's hard work. That's, <laughs> that's extremely hard work. And they make good money, the poker players. They make good money. Normally. And, and normally. And they were also paid a, a, a significant amount of money to spend three weeks at, a, a, at the casino playing against the, the, the AI. And during this, each of, the, each of them played a full 30,000 hands of poker. And that's, that takes... Uh, they, 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 they get up in the morning, go to, go to the casino, play for a full, uh, full day and night, and then they go back, go back to the hotel and So they sleep. do and physically go to the casino, but that's just for show. But again, there's still nobody sitting there and being so angry uh, or... Uh, and I, I want the machine to at least say, give the man his money when it loses <laughs> or something. But it doesn't. It just says, are you in or I lose. Uh, and uh, well, uh, they they they're they're playing against uh, uh, directly against the computer uh, uh, our computer program, so they don't actually see the cards physically. Everything happens in a computer. Um, but one of the things they did interestingly was that they only have two of the players playing against um, uh, against the the, the program uh, outside for people to see and stream on the web. The two other players are in. Uh, a separate room, the dungeon, which is uh, with no communication inside, they're sealed off from the rest of the world. Because what they're doing is that they're playing uh, the reverse roles. So they're receiving the exact same shuffle of the deck. So the exact same setup, as you would do, do in, in it's, it's uh, normal in, 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 uh, in bridge, that you play these same, exact same yes. shuffles. By doing this, you then have, uh, if, uh, you, you try to minimize the role of luck here by saying that if the computer gets good, good cards in the public game, then... You have two guys in the dungeon who got the same cards, yes. and if they can do better, I see. And, and that's, a, that's a, uh, one of the many tricks that you have to, to, uh, to, to use to be able to get... Uh, okay, you're t it's not even trivial to evaluate whether you wrote a good AI for poker, because evaluating that is actually difficult. It requires, right. it requires very expensive... How do you pay for these? Uh, well, how do you pay for any research? Yeah, but I can sort of see if, say, if I write one PhD student or an <laughs> electron accelerator or a trip to, to, to Nebraska with a helicopter, mm -hmm. I can understand that, but, but uh, salary for professional poker player X? I have no idea how this yeah, is done. I would, yeah, I would like to see their budget. Very yes. interesting. Anyway, we can do this. But, it, but it's uh, doing, doing, uh, doing any sort of research experiment is costly. And yes. This is yes. one of, since there is no other way of, doing, of answering the question, are we better, uh, is, this uh, is this computer now better at playing poker than a, than a human? The only way of doing this is through the process of getting someone who is good enough yes, to play. Course. And he has to be convinced yes. with money. I see, I see. So I guess this more or less explains what the result is. How does it work? <laughs> um, so this was this was only one of the one of the one of the research groups, and the way they did it, they haven't actually 
uh, told the world exactly how they've done it in that they haven't released a, a, an academic paper where they've fleshed out all of the details. It'll probably, uh, it probably come someday, but, but we don't know yet. What we do know is that th to do this, they had to use an insanely large supercomputer, uh, which was in, in the pits, uh, at the um, uh, Carnegie Mellon supercomputing facility. Uh, so to be able to, uh, whenever the, 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 the computer had to make a move in, in chess, whether, whether, when it had to decide whether to, to bet, or call, uh, bet or call or fold, uh, it had to ask the supercomputer, could you please tell me what to do here? And then the com uh, supercomputer would try to analyze the situation and... And that was not in the room? It the was not in the room, no, it was in a completely uh, in a, in a uh, different building in the same city, but ah. still. Um, and uh, this is a very huge computer that had uh, already computed for, uh, for uh, several, several CPU millennia before. CPU millennia, could you unpack that? That sounds... So if you, if you were to say start just a single computer and then say go, and then wait for a... A year? Wait for a year, you would, it would have uh, computed, the, computation, uh, uh, the, the computational power would be one CPU year. If you have two computers doing the same thing for a year, it's two I see. Then I have two computer years, and now I've just have a thousand of them, so I call it. And that's the same, provided the algorithm works that way as computing thousand years and on one machine. I can use a thousand machines to compute for one year. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, during those, uh, so uh, uh, just to to drive home the point that these are are that you were talking about many many things being done in parallel. This computation of, of analyzing the, the situation over the three weeks, uh, the three weeks the, the, the tournament ran, the, the supercomputer used uh, close to half a CPU millennium on uh, on on figuring out what the what the next move is. This is also expensive. Right? Yeah, this is also I, I, I expensive. Can, can, this is a I lot can, of money. I can see that on the budget, at least. Yes. yes. Supercomputer time, I can understand. Yes. That's, that is easier to, to put funding for. So, so is that all it is, then? They just used a larger supercomputer, and then they can solve a slightly larger game than before? Well, uh, Limit, limit Texas Hold'em, uh, it's so large that we cannot hope to get close to, to, to solving the... We cannot, we cannot just throw a bigger computer at it. You We've, mean no limit? If I said limit, I apologize. No limit. It's such a huge game that there's no way that we can solve it with just a bigger computer. So they have had to use... No, but a thousand bigger computers or two thousand bigger computers. Um, it's, it's so, uh, the game is so large that, that if we were to, uh, to say that it would require the same algorithm for running as, we did for, uh, for, uh, as they did for, for Limit Texas Hold'em, you would requ require a computer... Uh, where every single elementary particle in the universe were able, right. were able to do a computation for every single Planck time from the beginning of, uh, the, from, the, from the Big Bang up until now. Okay, so that's and a good lower bound. Okay. So that's, that's a good lower bound. So, so we take, we transform magically every elementary particle in the entire universe, all the galaxies there are. Yes. Million, Everything we can of millions, observe. Yes. We transform each of those into a modern laptop. Yes, and then we clock it with the short, with the fastest time allowed by physics. Yes, and then we let it run since the Big Bang. Yes, and that's still not enough for this game. No, so astronomical numbers are tiny compared to what we want to solve here. Yes, astronomical numbers are not even on the same. So to be able to be able to solve any of this, we uh, new algorithms were needed. 
uh, and or a larger universe. Or, no, that, that, <laughs> even that's not an, okay, yes. good. I can see why this is a problem. Uh, and and uh, 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 and they have uh, have uh, developed an, an, an algorithm for uh, that that, uh, that is able to to play this sufficiently well. Of course, th what we s said here wasn't wasn't doable. Isn't what they claim to have done. Uh, it's uh, that would be able to solve the game so close that that you uh, that you could prove mathematically that that you found found a, an optimal yes. strategy. Good. Um, but what they but what they have done is they've been able they've been able to construct a, 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 a poker playing program that that plays well enough to beat humans. So that's the Carnegie Mellon group. Yes. We don't know what they do, but they play very well, very, very yes. well. And then there's another group. There is another group which uh, they've uh, published an academic paper where they describe an algorithm uh, for how to how to. Uh, uh, do the, the, the basically the same task, uh, and they instead of uh, doing it uh, at a casino, they recruited a number of, of professional poker players online and said, "Here is a program. Please play against it for for uh, three thousand hands over the next month, and then we'll use that data to say." Uh, and they paid those pay players as well. Or? Well, they they said that the best performing players would uh, would receive would receive a prize. I see. I see. Uh, and they were able to 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 beat them. Uh, the, the, all of the, the professional poker So this players. is another group at another. This is not, not where is this? This is in uh, at the University of Alberta in Canada. Alberta, Canada. Yes. Okay, so let's call them the Canadian group and the uh, and the American Fine group. Fine by me. Uh, so so the Canadian group does something, and it's more or less the same time. This is also just recently. Yes. So they they released their paper in the beginning of, of January. So in the beginning of January, we knew we knew what they did. What they what they did. They put all the cards on the table and said. Uh, oh, they put very oh. nice. Haha. <laughs> Uh, you were waiting for that yes, one. I was. So, so there we can. Everybody can read the paper. Everybody can read the paper. Anybody. If I have access to the scientific journal. Uh, archive is freely available. Oh, so this is on archive, which is a freely available repository. Everybody can read the paper, yes. see what they're doing, and they did an empirical verification. And they they uh, they used uh, uh, they used a, a, a very different approach, or I can say that. At least one of the parameters that we can compare them on is very different from what the what the what the American group did, in that instead of running everything on a supercomputer, uh, they're running everything on a com consumer-grade graphics card. Because so uh, one of the cards that is in my laptop computer. Or yes. Certainly in if my. You, if you're sufficiently interested in, in in 3D games, then okay. Yes. If I were, okay, if I spend a lot of time using uh, yes. video gaming, I would have a card in my machine at home. That would be able to run this program yes. instead of using a supercomputer and a million. Because it were, graphics yes. card has uh, graphics cards have been uh, have become extremely powerful recently, uh, and they uh, and they allow for a lot of of, of computation to happen in parallel. And th this is I one see, of the I things. See. So 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 and here we we actually you, uh, certainly you must know what they're doing. You can read the paper. I don't I know if you have the spent paper, the time. Yes. So what what do they do? How is this done? So uh, one of the things that they're doing is that whenever they're uh, called upon to, to, whenever their program is, uh, is being told it's your turn, what are you going to do? They try to resolve the game from, from that point on. What I, the, what I talked about earlier, saying that the public available, uh, available information is here. Let's try to solve the game again. Uh, okay, we throw away on. everything that happened. We invent a new game that starts right now. Mm -hmm. And then we try to solve. And then we say, well, we'll we'll take whatever was a good idea to do here, and then we will uh, play that action in, in in the full game. 
And this smaller game, uh, instead of saying, instead of considering all possible uh, actions they could do, I said, in, in no limit you can bet virtually any amount of money between, uh, uh, from, from uh, the smallest amount all the way up to all of your money. Um, instead of doing that, they just say, well, there's only a reason, there's only a, a, a small, uh, a small set of, 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 of interesting things we could do here. We could, we could bet uh, half of what's, of what's currently on the table, and we can bet everything, uh, as much as is currently on the table, also known as betting the pot, uh, or uh, we can bet everything. That's basically how I play. Either, either I raise three times the big blind, or I bet half the pot, or I bet the pot, or I bet everything. Yes, so, uh, so saying that these, are, these, are, these appear to be solid moves, and uh, we will just ignore that the rest of them are there. And they also assume that the opponent does the same thing. For ah. that, whenever they're trying to resolve, so solve the game from this, this point on, uh, and... Uh, then they uh, they solve this game, do uh, whatever the, the optimal game, uh, or the, what, whatever the, the the strategy says they should do there, and then it's the opponent's turn. The opponent is of course not limited to only following these uh, these moves that we said was sensible. He can do whatever he likes. Mm -hmm. um, so the interesting part is that they are able to then say, well, whatever he did, we will then resolve from this new situation. So it's using information about what happened in the game during the game. Is, is, that is, is that the learning part of it? Is that what's called machine learning? Because so far this was just basically very boneheaded uh, exploration of the entire game, game tree. So it, it's, not, uh, it's, not even, it's not even close to, uh, to, uh, to exploration of the entire, in, entire game tree. It's, they're looking at a very small carved out sub-part of the game tree. Small, tiny, tiny part of the game tree. Right, and then that saying, sounds good. Well, We'll just consider what would be the right thing to do in this small sub-game, and then. But if you could always do that, then you would. I mean, how, so the problem is now identifying the, 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 the small sub-part of the game tree. So uh, that that they've uh, the 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 point is how do you then glue uh, how do you uh, glue the full game into or how do you how does this fit into it? And what we uh, what we uh, discussed earlier when we talked about uh, about uh, chess um, and go. This intuition part of saying that at some point we're not going to explore any further, we're just going to say, well, at this point we will replace the rest of the game with our intuition about how the game is going to end. What a chess, chess grandmaster does. Or yes, something. and, and uh, they've done the same thing. And that is, uh, they, uh, to be able to, uh, to do this, they have had, uh, they've trained uh, a, 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 a neural network to say, well, based on, these, uh, based on the play up until this, this point, how is the game likely going to end? So, okay, now it sounds a bit more like uh, like Terminator scenario. Yes. So now there are neural networks and learning involved, and the machine seems to develop some kind of consciousness. And uh, so they so uh, whenever whenever I say neural network, just uh, just uh, uh, think uh, that it's an, uh, an in, uh, it, that it's a, a trained intuition on the computer's behalf. They're able to intuitively give an answer uh, to. Uh, to, to a, a computational problem. So let's stay with intuition a bit, there, yes. right? because I don't really know what happens in my brain when intuition happens, but as a computer scientist, I know perfectly well what happens in a neural network. Yes. And, and the former is this amazing thing that even I don't understand, and the latter is very, very simple. And yes, and it's also, uh, it's also just the vocabulary that we use for it. Uh, it's, we describe something which, which uh, isn't directly related to, it's not an analytical process of saying, well, uh, here we, we explore all the possibilities, or we... So it's some kind of heuristic or a rule of thumb. Yes. 
Exactly. So rule of thumb and intuition are the same for this con for this conversation. I'm, I'm hap happy with that. Yes. Yeah, but rule of thumb, I don't I don't see a, a robot uprising when we, when we talk about <laughs> rule of thumbs. Whereas intuition always sounds a bit like the thing becomes sentient in just a minute and then we're all dead. <laughs> yes. Or, or, or we have willing uh, uh, robotic helpers that are going to transform our world into into utopia. Okay, so there is a machine learning aspect here. The thing has learned something, and what it has learned is to prune but there, uh, the game tree. So that, so that is one part where machine learning fits into this. And, and th this, this part that they, uh, they have trained before, uh, before, the, the game even, bef before the game even starts. This, so they have this pre-trained uh, uh, rule of thumb for, for, for saying, for replacing how the rest of the game will, will end. Another part is when you have to solve the rest of the when you have to solve this small game that you're that you're interested in right now. You also uh, they also solve it using uh, using a, a learning algorithm where they are learning through self-play. So a computer is trying to learn how to play a, to play the small game by playing against itself many times and always improving its strategy slightly. Oh, without the human player being involved, yes. just pitting various. Uh Neural nets against each other. Yes. Well, not neural nets. They, here, they're here. They're actually trying to analytically, uh, analytically solve the, uh, this oh, game, and this you can do through the self-play. So I tried one year ago to understand what happened in this Go game because there was a lot of excitement about this as well. Is that the same? Because Go again has this huge game tree which we will never be able to evaluate, mm -hmm. and Go until recently was was from an AI point of view seen as. A, not solved. We didn't have good Go playing programs. Right, and and many people said that this was was decades into the future, and then AlphaGo uh, uh, changed our minds minds about that. And there is there are similar similarities here because uh, AlphaGo is using using neural networks and uh, in in many uh, in in several diff different ways in in how to to play this. And and this what I called the intuitional rule of thumb of replacing the remainder of the game. Uh, they do. Uh, uh, they they have a uh, they have a neural network for for what is intuitively the the the, the probability of winning the rest of the game. On top of that, they also have a, uh, a rule of thumb for how to quickly play, how to quickly play the game, and they uh, and they have to do this balance between uh, intuition and analytical thinking to get to. And and these rule of thumbs are derived by just doing a lot of statistical processing on existing games in order to derive some kind of uh, rule that normally world-class players in this situation will put their white uh, stone piece, whatever the Go pieces are called, their white stones, stone, uh, in the top right corner. Yes, so one of the things they did was to train, uh, to train this, this computer to be able to emulate, uh, emulate uh, uh, top uh, human play. And that was the first step of creating, the, uh, creating AlphaGo. Uh, they they trained up a program to to emulate human play, and that w uh, on its own, surprisingly, was 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 actually not not that bad an approach. Um, they they were able to get to get sufficiently uh, to get a, a reasonable player out of, uh, or I would say, a surprisingly strong player out of doing this. Um, this they then further improved upon. Uh, uh, by uh, uh, one of the things they did was through self-play of of. of of, of I improving okay. if, beyond. If you have a sufficiently good program, you can play that against itself yes. basically for free without needing any human input for a long time, and then it will be able to improve its own rule of thumbs. 
Yes. I see. So, so, so to try to sum this up then, so there are now at least two examples of state-of-the-art games being won by artificial intelligences that combine systematic evaluation of a game tree with some kind of learned rule of thumb for restricting or pruning that game tree. Yes, so that, that's, that's that is a very good way of putting it. That's what's happening right now, and, and it does things that we thought were very, very hard, yes. or certainly decades in the future. I, w- I, I would have thought that, uh, that No Limit Hold'em was, was well into the future for... So this is exciting for you. I think this it's is, extremely exciting. This is not exciting. just hype. This is really interesting. This is a qualitative difference from what happened before. Yes, this is, uh, th- these are new approaches and, uh, and that, that, in, that, that makes it possible to, to apply this, this, this work well beyond poker. Because from, it's, we don't do this for the sake of poker. We do this because we want to be able to apply the techniques beyond poker. This is a good, well-defined, uh, well-studied model to do some um, decisions that could have that could have applications outside of poker because the techniques are all very much the same. Yes. The game tree is a game tree. doesn't really make the particular parameters like how wide it is or how deep it is. Mm-hmm. That differs between games or, or auctions or buying stock. If we, if we have to compare different techniques for, for playing a game, we have, to be, we have to play the same game. I understand. Um, so, so that's why you're excited. But because if I see the headlines, lots of headlines are excited because now computers have learned bluffing. That one I don't really understand. What does that mean? It, that's uh, um, so. So. Uh, so, computers have been able to bluff for a very long time. Uh, it's, uh, uh, but uh, they probably. What does that mean? I mean, this seems to be so uh, an interesting be, source of misunderstanding. Just to be completely clear, uh, bluffing just means that you are not holding strong cards, but you are playing them as if you if they were strong. Um, Why would I ever do that? Because that seems to be a losing. It's it's uh, it's uh, a part of of uh, upholding the the hidden information from the opponent. Uh, if if I didn't uh, you, right before I do anything, you don't know whether I have strong cards or not. If and if I never played my weak cards strong, then you would know that if I played my, my cards as strong, you would know they were strong. And, and I would, would immediately just... fold unless I had even better cards. Exactly. And then you would so it is mm. necessary in an optimal strategy to bluff, to play, as, uh, to play weak cards as if they were strong. Uh, the computer doesn't know that it's bluffing. It just knows that it's, doing, it's playing something. It's playing yeah, a weak... Yes. There's no moral component to it. It doesn't lie. It just plays a sensible strategy. Exactly. That involves misrepresenting your hand. Yes. And that is part of any, any good strategy. And, and if you tell your computer uh, in a mathematical way to find a good strategy, it will do so. And that will include what we have called bluffing. I see. So this is nothing new. This is not what we are excited about. We, uh, so th- 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 that, that happened more, uh, more, than, uh, more than 60 years ago. We, n- we knew that was the case. So why is it that this appeals so much to us? And why, why, why do these headlines appear? Um, so the, the headlines appear because, so first of all, because uh, uh, the games that, that were, the, the poker variants that, that they were able to solve uh, 60 years ago were, were tiny in comparison to this. And they weren't games that were played by, by humans. Uh, but here we're talking about games that people can relate to and that a lot of people have actually played. So uh, when, when I say, uh, uh, when I say, say poker, you will immediately uh, get a flashback to when you were playing poker uh, 
yes. uh, with, with some of your, your friends or colleagues. Um, and uh, so, so you can immediately relate to this, and this is a human activity, and in some cases it's also uh, a proxy for, for, for intelligence. You, will, you immediately hold your colleagues in higher regard if they're good poker players. Or, or lower regard if they're good. But, uh, and, and it's a different proxy than chess, right? Because the people who are good at chess are one type of human. The people who are good at poker seem to have some other um, kind of, quote, intelligence, unquote. That, that might be the case, yes. That, uh, I, uh, I, I don't personally know that many, uh, that many strong, uh, strong ch chess players, or at no. least they're not... Uh, Publicly, oh, uh, they are nice people. They're nice people, but they're not <laughs> telling me publicly that they play chess or any, or any ah. good at it. Ah. Uh, apologies if you're good at chess. I'm not. I'm 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 uniformly bad at chess, poker, and go. The go game also. The the, the go result also made made some headlines that had I don't know an aesthetic component to it or. So in uh, it it. Uh, uh, I think in, in 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 Western newspapers, or at least what I what I was able to read was, it uh, it was it was celebrated as yes yet another milestone. But uh, but it uh, 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 it it seemed like though it was reported uh, uh, elsewhere as uh, uh, where so uh, in to uh, to in in Western uh, in Western culture with poker, you usually. Can you you can say well to be a good to be a good businessman or be a good negotiator you should also be a good poker player you should be able to bluff and uh, the art of the deal yes um, whereas uh, we we don't really uh, we don't really uh, ascribe the same uh, the same qualities to a go player because go is not really part of our culture right uh, but it was reported uh, in in some uh, in in uh, in South Korea uh, where Lee Sedol was from uh, is from. Um, that uh, uh, that the the qualities you have ascribed to a good goal player uh, is is uh, is closer to uh, to uh, to philosophy than uh, oh this is beautiful so, so it, it means that that the the splash was uh, it, it 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 meant that 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 the the, the general reaction among people who didn't know anything about AI the AI researchers probably uh, were perfectly aware of what had happened but for an, from an outsider. Uh, it meant that that uh, that AI was now encroaching on on one of the uh, one of the aspects of, of being a, a, a good citizen, uh, of good being a human, but just balance and aesthetics and so on for the Go game. So that's what creates headlines in South Korea. Whereas in the U.S., you want people, you want computers to be good at lying because that's a positive <laughs> quality. Yeah, I think we have to be careful exactly yes, what yes, qualities yes, we are yes, ascribing yes. to. I, whom, I, I think I think we've covered everything. Now we started with theoretical economics and artificial intelligence, and now we are venturing into amateur cultural anthropology. So maybe yes. this is a good way of uh, a good place to to call it a day. Tolch, thanks a lot for coming. I think I learned a lot. Thank you for having me. And that's all for today. Bye.